Welcome to Solutions from the Huddle, powered by Collaborative Solutions Group. We're discussing meaningful business and life topics to add motivation to your life and value to your efforts. Our show is hosted by certified professional CSG coaches who are often hired for private coaching, corporate training, and speaking engagements. Now, enjoy the show. This is Solutions from the Huddle, and I am your host, Titus Bartolotta. This show is brought to you by, it's powered by Collaborative Solutions Group. And I am so excited that you have carved out some time to hang out with us right here at Solutions from the Huddle. We have another great, great show for you. If this is your first time ever tuning in, you're in for a real treat because we've got somebody that's taken uh, a little and they've created a whole lot, right? Those are some of the best guests to have on the program where they're able to, to not more than the 10X, but, but 20X, 30X, who knows how much because the story isn't finished yet. We've got a great one for you today. If you are one of the folks that always come and listen to our episodes, then you already know that we're talking about personal development. We're talking about professional growth, and we went and found a great person for you to learn from and take notes from today. Uh, Before we introduce our new best friend of the show, uh, we always start every show the same way, and that's in a quick prayer, so we'll do it this time as well. Lord, we just ask that you bless the show, our our guests, our sponsors, our listeners, just every aspect. Let the words of our mouth and the meditation of our heart be acceptable in your sight. Amen. Okay, friends, uh, I have a very cool guest for you today. His name is Brian Penso. And check this out. He was born and raised in Ohio. He took a lot of bad roads and left there back in 1987. He moved to Texas. Uh, He started a company where he made some good deals, but he made some bad deals. uh, And he lost his house. And he struggled with homelessness uh, for about seven years. Went through several hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt, but through all of that, he focused and stayed focused on his goal, his dream of finishing as a pro. So he dug himself out and, uh, and he moved into a position where he wrote a book and he speaks and he teaches and he has helped so many people dig themselves out. And today we get to have him as our new best friend and our guest on our show. Brian, thanks so much for being with us today. Welcome. Well, man, thank you for having me. I love what you're doing here. Oh, man. Well, we couldn't do it without you. Uh, So I want to get right into my favorite question. I ask this to almost every guest. Before we get into your book, before we get into the subject matters that you really help people with, which includes things like mindset, um, it it includes how to like go through the process of building our character and changing our thought process. Um, Before we get into all that, I just want to know, tell us a little bit more, fill in the gaps of your story and your journey and tell us who you are and how we got to, uh, to the point where we get to interview you today. Well, I was born and raised in Ohio, and I lived in the hill country, you know, out in the middle of nowhere. There wasn't much to do. So I did a lot of farm work, mending fences, taking care of cattle, horses, that sort of thing. But, you know, I I got into that driving age, and, you know, boredom leads to mischief a lot of times if you don't have enough to do, and got involved with a bunch of really bad people, drugs, drinking, fighting, bar running, and, you know, there was a lot of, of bad things that were going on. There was people getting shot, stabbed. I mean, it was not a good scene. And I had to make a decision. I could either stay in that environment and probably end up one of those uh, that was pushing up daisies. Or I could say, OK, I've had enough. I've got to make a change here because if I don't change it, someone else is going to change it for me. Mm. And I packed up everything. I had $250 in my pocket, uh, two garbage sacks full of clothes and all of my fishing equipment and got in my truck and drove to Texas. 
and ended up down in Houston, Texas, where I saw more people in one day on the roads than I did in an entire year where I was from because my brother was established down here and I had a place to go to. And that's how I got started. And uh, I start hanging around people that my brother associated with, which had a totally different mentality of thinking. It was a, a much higher scale than what I was used to. So hanging around doctors and lawyers and business owners, I was privileged to start listening to people that actually had what it is that I wanted, not what I had. And that was where my journey started with uh, personal development, listening to lectures, seminars. You know, back in those days, it was cassette tapes. That'll, that'll date me a little bit here. But, uh, you know, cassette tapes and, and reading a lot is how my journey actually started. You know, how did you find the right source material, right? I love the premise of, I wrote down, you got to kind of change the folks that you're spending time with if you want your time to be better spent. Um, yeah. And I love the statement where you said, if I don't change things, someone else will change it for me. Uh, but how do, you, how do you source the content? Like back then, how did you say, this is the right speaker? This is the right book? Because even though today it's much noisier, there's, yes, there's, a, there, there's a billion things that you could be listening to. And, and I think a lot of it's junk, right? It's hard to sift through and find the gold. But how did you do that so many years ago when it was still noisy and maybe even harder to identify the, the funk <laughs> from yeah. the real deal? How'd you do that? Well, you know, it, it, went, it came from the people that I was hanging around with. They okay. became successful by listening to people or, or doing a seminar or a lecture so that kind of proved to me that there was valuable information at that point and from okay. there. And you're, and you're correct. There is so much noise today. I mean, everybody's a life coach. Everybody's a mentor. And they have no track record. Yeah, that's right. Um, so I found the people that were referred to me by people who did have a track record. You know, John Maxwell can't go wrong. Les Brown can't go wrong. Uh, Jim Collins, uh, good to great. Um, I mean, there's just a, a tremendous amount of information out there. And you're right. You have to sort through all of the fluff to actually get to the meat and potatoes. Yeah, I, I love it. And, and obviously, the, the, the listeners, the regular listeners of our show knows uh, just how meaningful John Maxwell is to me. So when I hear someone say his name, that's that's really exceptional. Um, and if I hear somebody say that John Maxwell is an influencer at any portion of their life, that tells me that leadership matters a whole lot to them because that's what he's really known for. How important was leading for you? Um, and maybe even not only how important was it, but, but how did you approach it when you show up to a new place, to a new crowd of people? Uh, maybe your expertise and your experience and your resume doesn't look as good as theirs, but yet being a leader, even if you're leading no one but yourself, is still so so key. And and if Maxwell was an influence, then you knew that in the time. How did how important is leadership, and and how the hell did you find a way to lead in the midst of the ecosystem that you had put yourself in? Well, the first thing that I realized, and and, and a lot of people don't get this. The first thing that I realized that I was my biggest problem: mm. bad attitude, bad ego, couldn't tell anything, tell me anything short mm. fuse. So after doing that internal reflection and finding my own faults, because that's what you have to do. You cannot mm. fix a problem unless you know it exists or admit that it exists. 
So I knew that my leadership skills were nowhere to be found. It would be like trying to find a gnat in a hayfield. <laughs> so what I had to do is I had to first and foremost start working on me. How was my mm. communication skills? What was my character like? You know, what were my ethics like and morals? Because honesty, ethics, character, and morals will get you farther down the road of success than the actual knowledge of whatever it is that you're going after. Because right. when people confront you or you confront individuals and they know that your, found your foundation is rock solid, I do not jeopardize my word, my ethics, or my character for no amount of money. I don't chase mm. money. I chase mm. significance. So for me, the reality factor is I had to pick up, you know, I told you I had a, a two before put between my eyeballs. I actually had to pick up the two before and hit myself between the eyeballs because that was the waking factor for me. And through all of that, I've probably spent well over $200,000 fixing the most valuable piece of real estate that anybody will ever own in their life resides between their ears. Yeah. When you invest in it, invest in yourself. Don't look at the money and the cost of, oh, that book is 60 bucks when you got a $1,200 cell phone hanging on your side. Yeah, come on now. People will always have money for what it is that they want. They'll finance a TV, a cell phone, a car, whatever, but they won't finance a life-changing program. And that's where that internal reflection comes in, admitting that you do have an issue and that you personally need to fix it because that's when life really starts to begin. Man, that's good. That is that is spot on. I couldn't agree more. H how does one do that though when they're maybe financially upside down, right? Maybe the 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 word in business. And since so many of our listeners are entrepreneurs, they're business owners, they're they're they're, they're salespeople, people that are involved in commerce. Um, they understand this term. You got to spend money to make money, right? But but there is a reality to limited funds. I don't think there's a reality to limited resources or limited uh, ability and potential. I think those are self-imposed, but th there, there's real economics to this. And what would be your advice to the person that says, how do I get started when I, when I, I don't have a whole lot of coins to rub together, let alone make investments? Well, I'm what, glad that you advice? brought that up, you know, because back in my era, I borrowed books. I borrowed CDs or not CDs, cassette tapes. Today, there is absolutely no excuse. Mm. You can go to YouTube right now and listen to one of the greatest speakers that ever evolved, Les Brown. You can go out there and listen to different lectures, seminars, Jim Rohn. I mean, there is a plethora. There is an unlimited source of personal development on YouTube. And last time I checked, none of that costs you a dime. Yeah. Now, people will use the excuse that I don't have the money. I can't afford to go do a $5,000 course. You don't need a $5,000 course. Um, Andy Andrews did a lecture called The Butterfly Effect. If you have never heard it, take the time out and go listen to it. Uh, there was another lecture called The Strangest Secret, and it was done back in the 40s. And uh, I can't, the guy's name is eluding me at this point in time, but just go, go uh, search Strangest Secret. Um, I cannot remember his name. You'll find yeah. it. It's okay. an old timey picture in the 40s. 
Uh, there's no video on it. It's just a recording. Mm. And you, you don't listen to it once. Because what happens is, is when people start to listen to good information, their mind starts to get engaged. Mm. So what happens is, is they go into a deep thought process that takes them back 10 minutes ago or 10 years ago. And with the information that they just learned, they started to solve a problem that they have better information that they could have used back then. Yeah. So everybody knows you've got two sides of your brain. You've got an analytical and you've got a, what they call the subconscious mind. The subconscious mind never sleeps. It's open 24-7. And it holds everything that has recorded to everything that we've ever done in our life or ever happened to us. So what happens is, is you go down a path, but you're still reading or still listening. But you're oblivious to what it is that you're listening to or reading because you're not actually hearing it. So when you listen to something or you read something, you can't just read a book once. Statistically, they say to get to 50% of the value of a book, you're looking at 20 or 30, 35 to 40 reads. That's wow. to get to 50%. Wow. And it's not that the book changes. It's the thinking pattern. The book reads differently every time you open it. And you'll swear that someone came into your house, they went <laughs> into that book, and they added some pages that weren't there the first time you read it. Mm, that's good. You weren't, your mind wasn't capable of comprehending that particular segment or section of pages. Mm. But as the mind develops, which is a daily thing, you know, it's like winning a race. You can't run hard for two minutes and then coast for five minutes and then run hard for two minutes and expect yeah. to win the race. Mm. You've got to pace yourself. Personal development, mind shift, mindset is a daily grind. But it's what you need to become successful because nobody gets to the top by themselves. Nobody gets to the summit. Nobody builds a monster company solo. So by creating a bigger, higher ability to think, you'll attract higher thinking capacity people within your life. Those people, as we operate on our frequencies, will start to advance. And having the leadership characteristic to understand that the give and take, it has to be reciprocating. Mm. You've got to help the person that's helping you because they're helping you, but you have to reciprocate and help them. That's what creates what's called a mastermind group where everybody wins a whole lot more. Hope that makes sense. Yeah, we're talking with Brian Penso right here on Solutions from the Huddle. He's the author of Who You Are and Why, uh, and, and he is a speaker that's pouring insight and value into those that are interested in listening. Uh, he's our guest this, this episode here on Solutions from the Huddle, and we're talking about mindset. We're talking about character. We're talking about making shifts. And really, what we're talking about is overcoming, right? And, and your story of overcoming is exceptional. T tell us a little bit... Um, what it looks like when you get on the other side, right? I, I've seen people that go from no money to money, people that go from uneducated to educated, people that go from empty-handed to hands are full of stuff, right? Right. And and sometimes, sometimes it may have been better that your hands would have stayed empty a little longer. You maybe you'd have been broke a little bit longer, because um, because I know that we can do the wrong thing with the right stuff. Right. Tell us a little bit about when you got on the other side of that. How did that look for you? How did that feel for you? And, um, and, and how'd you make sure you made the right calls with, with now added resources and added responsibility and added awareness, right? You talk about knowing yourself. When you get to know you, 
how do you deal with that? Well, as the old saying goes, if you're not the lead dog, the view never changes, you know? Mm. So once you get to the other side, the, your bank account will grow and maintain itself at the same ratio that your mind grows. So as you start to make more money, you have to associate with people that have made that kind of money. Because once you get on the other side of the fence, you have to learn how to have your money make you more money. Because the bucket is only so big. And if you take a thimbleful out of a five-gallon bucket every day and nothing's going back in, that bucket's going to go empty. So the mind and the ability to increase your thinking capacity must stay parallel with the bank account. Because if it doesn't, you're not going to have the bank account very long. Here's an example. How many people have you ever heard of that won a big lottery or they got a big inheritance and they were broke within 12 months? And that's what you were talking about. Maybe it was better if they stayed broke a little bit longer because (laughs) they don't understand the mechanics of money. So not only did they go through all the money, they flushed it down the toilet showing everybody how big a baller they were, buying new cars and houses, and yeah, they're partying, going to Vegas. But yet they turn around and sign commitments, future commitments on payments that they can't afford because they've gone through all the money. Whereas if you go the other way, you take the money and you talk to investors or, okay, I know that you've you've done very well. Where do you put your money? Well, you know, I buy silver or I buy real estate or I do this. See, now you're getting to the next level of hanging around people that have what you want, not what you have. So mm. it's, it, the learning curve starts, or you're maintaining the learning curve as you go and you prepare yourself. Uh, Les Brown had one of the most famous statements I think I've ever heard. It's better to be prepared for an opportunity and not have one than have an opportunity and not be prepared. So as you're on your journey, take money courses, ask people that are financially stable. You know, I'm, I'm on the, I'm on the verge of breaking through this. My business is growing. You know, what do you do with your extra money? Well, this is what I do. And then you don't just take one person's opinion. You go through and you speak with a multitude and that's, what's called a mastermind group. You're going to have different things come from different people. Some people buy gold, some people buy silver, some's real estate. You start to acquire higher, better information, which helps you make a decision on what to do with your money. Me, I went into real estate. uh, I buy and sell things. Um, I've got in, I I mean, I've got multiple companies. Uh, With the extra money, I started another company. I'm in the process of building two right now. That'll get me to a total of eight. I'm going to sell one. So I'll still have seven left. Wow. So uh, one of the things I love is be the person that you were meant to be is, is kind of uh, on your, on your brand, on your website, right? The the no BS, no fluff wake up call that you need to be the best you. What what a cool line that is Um, right on the other side of our short break. I want to find out what are some of the greatest, biggest takeaways that we're going to get from your book um, and, and why folks need to go to who you are, 
um, or I'm sorry, who are you and why.net uh, and maybe get a copy for themselves. So just a quick pause right here in the middle of our program with our guest, Brian Penso, uh, right here on Solutions from the Huddle. We just want to say thank you to our partners, like the brands that uh, support the show, that believe in the show, that love the idea of getting smart folks like Brian to speak into our lives. Hey, if you want to learn more about the folks that we stand next to, it's real easy. You just go to team-csg.com team-csg.com, and you click on the Solutions from the Huddle tab, and you get to see the logos, the brands, the organizations that believe in growth. They believe in getting better, not just staying the way you are. And when you click on those logos, it'll take you to their website. And when you learn more about those companies, you'll know why I am so comfortable to stand next to them. Go to team-csg.com. The only brand I care about right now, though, on the show is the Brian Penso brand. That's the brand that I care about. And we're talking with our guest, Brian, about his new book, Who You Are and Why, The Evolution of You. What a great concept, a great title. Uh, Brian, bring us into the pages on the book, right? I want the audience to figure out, hey, I need to get a copy at the end of this show, right? So tell us a little bit about the book. What are we going to get out of it? What's our biggest takeaways? What's maybe one or two little pieces of gold before we even buy the book uh, that we can expect to learn from you and your experiences? Well, they're going to see with so very clearly that they've been living a life that someone else chose for them. They're not living the life that they wanted. Okay. They were, they were deviated off of a path by armchair experts, um, (laughs) people giving them wrong data. Um, Just a lot of opinions that were handed down to us because, you know, when we're two, when you're two, three years old, you got coloring books from aunts and uncles and stuff and you're in their color and then you're outside of the lines. The first chapter is paint outside the lines. So, as we're scribbling all over it, we take it to our aunts and uncles and parents, and it, it, it's the most beautiful thing they've ever seen in their life. Now, let's speed that up 12, 14, 16, 18 months. Now you're getting ridiculed for being outside of the lines. I'm sorry, mm. but a duck is not green. It's yellow. Mm. And then, see, this is when the conditioning starts. Now, everybody who, re- who they can go read the first chapter for free. And if they like it, then they can buy it. I don't want people spending money on a book that they're not going to get value on. But I can guarantee you, this is a short, sweet, I am a no BS kind of guy. I, I've read a lot of books and there was a lot of fluff in it. I don't like going through a bunch of fluff to get to the meat and potatoes. This is 142 pages of meat and potatoes. There's in there painting outside the lines disconnecting from the old, reconnecting with the new, building a solid foundation. There's an entire chapter on communication, character. I mean, it's, these are the fundamentals. These are the basic hard rock foundation information and the things that they can do starting right now to start living the life that they wanted, not that the one that they were convinced was the one that they needed to do. I've always been a hellion. I've always blazed my own path. Even when I was going down the wrong path, I was still leading. I was still the head dog. Right, wrong, indifferent, whatever that was, I was still the head dog. But when you turn that energy after finding out you know, who you are and why, and the evolution of you is self-explanatory. It's like how you got to the position that you got. Mm. And when you notice these things, 
and you understand where they come from, now you have the ability to rectify those problems. And there are very self-explanatory things throughout the book that are going to assist you. There's in there how to network with people because see your network is a direct contributing factor to your net worth. Mm. If you have a very small group of people, you're not going to have a very big bank account. So by collaborating, networking, going out and, as they say, you know, hobnobbing with the goober smoochers, rubbing elbows with, you know, the, the rich folks or the educated people. See, I'm not that educated. I got out of school and was lucky to get out of school with C's and D's. My education came when I got out of school, but I learned from the people that had what it is that I wanted. That's what you got to understand. Mm. If you're hanging around with people making $40,000 a year, they cannot mentor you to make 200. You want to make 200? You got to hang around with the big dogs that's making 200 that are willing to help you. And that's what really the book gets you. It gets you focused internally, opens your eyes up to maybe how you got where you did. Maybe why do I think the way I do? Because nobody ever asks themselves that question. And yeah. it's, just a, it's just a real bare bones reality factor of who am I and how I got here. And oh, by the way, I got tools now to start rectifying that if, if the person is ready. So how do, we, how do we keep our ego in check, Brian? Like, I can tell you that there's folks that are going to be listening to this episode and they're going to think, oh, well, I already got it together and this will help me go from good to great. Or I need to get it together and, and I got to go from the gutter to good and, and, and march towards great. But I do know, and you, you touched on it, you know, it might've been better that you didn't win the lottery, right? A lot of people go broke, but, but how do we keep ego in check? Because I know that when, when, when people win in life, um, the only thing harder is to maintain the altitude once you get up there. Right. Winning yes. winning's hard. Staying a winner is the hardest. And I think the biggest reason that staying successful, staying significant, staying a winner, at least the things I tell my clients, is that it's hard to get there. It's even harder to stay. But the reason why it's so damn hard to stay there is because your ego and your pride and your arrogance will continue to whisper to you, you got it, you, you don't need more. And humility begs you, please. Please keep doing what got you here. Um, yep. But how, I don't know, maybe you disagree with what I just said, but whether you- No, no, I 100% agree. Then how do we keep the ego in check? And I'm a person of faith. I like to say that ego is edging God out, right? Like how do, how do, we, how do we stop thinking that we're the only thing necessary in our equation, right? Getting back to what you said, it takes, there's gotta be a team. It can't, you can't go alone. Well, I think, um, you know, having your own mastermind group is very valuable because they'll call you out mm. and that's what's needed. And the thing about an ego is, is the more you feed it, the hungrier it gets. Yeah. Wow. That's true. You know? And even for me in, in my, I mean, I'm 55 years old. I've been self-employed for almost in my entire life. I think I've had four jobs in my entire life. So as I've grown, one of the big things that I've had to do is stop myself when I say, I know that because I don't. Mm. So we personally have to learn how to keep ourselves in checks and balances. Now, what I have learned is the higher that I go up on the food chain, whether it's business relationships, I know that I always must go to serve. 
And that's how I've lived my life for the last 10 to 15 years. My employees at one of my big companies are not there to serve me. Mm. I am there to service them. You have to reverse the flow because my company is nothing if my people don't like me. My company is nothing if, if they don't want to come to work. But I've got people that's been employed for 16 to 19 years in my company. Wow. Why? Because I respect them. I have earned their respect and they have earned mine. And when that ego comes in, you got to be able to call yourself out. Yeah. It's very difficult. I mean, even in even all of the training that I've got and the hundreds of thousands of dollars that I have spent, it never ends. Personal yeah. development and growth will not stop until they lay you down. That's good. That's good. What, what a wonderful way to uh, lay down uh, and land the plane for this episode of Solutions from the Huddle. Uh, I'm hearing you say growth is not a destination. It's a journey. Keep going. Keep growing. I'm hearing you say things like don't chase success, chase significance. Right. Uh, put yourself in the right room with the right people. And if you want to be at a higher altitude, you got you to gotta be around folks that already fly planes up there in those clouds. Those are some of the notes that I've taken. Um, I, I know our listeners have taken notes. And one of the greatest things about these podcast shows, we used to do this show on radio a long time ago, but one of the greatest things about the podcast is you get to pause, rewind, and re-listen, right? And so I love yeah. that. As we fully land the plane though, Brian, tell the listeners if they want to continue to engage with you, if they want to stay connected, if they want to take a next step, um, I, I mentioned the uh, who are you and why.net. But what's the next action item that you might want a listener who wants to go further? Uh, what, what, what should they do when they're done with this podcast? They can go to brianpenso.com, B-R-I-A-N-P-E-N-S-O.com. And that will also get them to the landing page for the book. Um, they can you know, send me an email and then I can hook up with them in other ways where I've got, you know, I can do... Uh, like discovery calls with them. I can do, you know, on or on the phone mentoring with them if they want 30 minutes or an hour or whatever it is that they want to do. I love it. Well, friends, I hope that you'll continue to invest in yourself. Get to know my new friend, Brian Penso, and, uh, and, and make sure a copy of who you are and why the evolution of you is on your bookshelf. You can get it anywhere books are sold. I even saw that Amazon, it's a five-star rated book, but obviously who you are and why.net and brianpenso.com uh, are, are two places that you want to make sure you make time to go to. Brian, I hope that you will come and be a guest again in the future and come back to the show. Yeah. Would absolutely love it. Would absolutely love it. I mean, I love helping people. I really do. I love it when people figure out that the chain and the lock that binds them, the key's in their own pocket. All mm. they got to do is pull it out and unlock it and get on with it. Hey guys, Titus Bartolotta here with Collaborative Solutions Group. I just wanted to say thank you for listening to this episode of Solutions from the Huddle. If you want to hear more episodes and continue supporting our show, simply search for and subscribe to Solutions from the Huddle on any major podcast platform. Thank you again, and we hope you'll join us soon.